Hi, I'm Katie Shepard. And I'm Carissa Kane. And we are the co-directors of Unmasked Ministries. Unmasked Ministries is a healing prayer ministry that equips the saints to walk in the freedom of Christ. This is our podcast. Are you ready to be unmasked? Hey guys, welcome back to our podcast. We are talking about healing your human spirit today. And I know some of you might be thinking, what is a human spirit? Refer back to our series two podcast on foundations. It's going to give you guys a brief overview of how we are made up. God is so cool that he made us in his likeness and image down to the fact he's three in one. We are also three in one. So go ahead and check that out. But today we're going to be talking about ways we can be wounded in our human spirit. We have a human spirit. That's where identity is found. That's where the Holy Spirit speaks to us. And so if we have wounding there, we're going to have a hard time walking out the things that God is calling us into. There's different ways that we can be wounded. And when we talk about the ways we're wounded in our spirit, it's not necessarily referring to a demonic spirit. Mm, There can be demonic oppression that's attached to it. But in our terminology as Americans and probably in the world in, in general, it gives us better keys to identify what's going on inside of us when we name something. So basically what you're saying is our actual spirit can be wounded. Yes. So not not say a whole nother spirit. It's just <laughs> our spirit that is wounded. And yes. we as humans have given names to it to kind of bring an understanding of like where to start. Like yes. what's going on inside me? Why, does, why do I feel so broken inside? Exactly. Right? Yes. So what kind of spirits are we talking about? What kind of names are we giving this broken spirit? Yeah. So one of the the ways your spirit can be wounded is having a timid spirit. That kind of gives you insight of what that means, right? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound mind. So if you are walking with Christ and you're finding yourself fearful when you're in new situations, now fear is not a bad thing. God gave us fear. But when fear paralyzes you and it causes you to not do something that maybe God is leading you into, or when it's you're just fearful about everything all the time, you don't know where it's coming from, that's ungodly, okay? And so there's different causes to why our human spirit can be broken in that sense, yeah. okay? And just to, be, just to clarify, um, there is a difference between sensing fear in the sense of like fear the Lord Mm -hmm. or like Katie just said, there's danger right in front of you Mm -hmm. and everything inside of you is saying either fight or flee. Right. But God does not give us the spirit of fear. Mm -hmm. So there is a spirit of fear, which is demonic that is out there and apart from the actual emotion of feeling Mm -hmm. fear. Yeah. So then you read verses like be strong and courageous. Right. And if you have that timidity inside of you, you know, Pastor Chris said this one time in a sermon. He's like, don't call your children shy. That's Mm. not how God created them, right? And so you have to be careful when you speak things like that. Um, But when someone has a timid spirit, a lot of the wounding can happen in the womb, actually. Mm. And so if there was anything that the mother, like bad news the mother received, she started being fearful. You're so connected. Moms, you know, when you're pregnant, you're very connected with your child in the womb. And people talk about, oh, dads read to the child in the womb. They can hear things. So even in abusive relationship, if there's abuse or violence that's happening and the woman's pregnant, fear can come in, Right. okay? 
or if there's any sort of rejection. Yeah. Maybe the baby was unexpected. So all of those things can be causes of why the Timon spirit can can take place. And basically, that's just defilement, mm-hmm. right? Um, can we give the audience an example of what that Timon spirit looks like through scripture? Like where in the Bible can... I mean, obviously, mm-hmm. we're not going to find the word Timon spirit, right? That's something <laughs> yeah. we have we have put words to, right? But where where is this where we can actually go and refer mm-hmm. to see, I'm going to test this. Lord, is there really such thing as a timid spirit? And how do I know if I have it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you see in Elijah, right? And with Jezebel, she has very controlling, dominating spirit, right? And she threatens him. Instead of him standing firm and doing what God is telling him to do, he runs in fear of his life. And that's the, the difference when we don't have that mind-heart connection mm-hmm. and the healing isn't there, is that he runs and hides out of fear that she's really going to take his his life. Yeah. There's timidity there. Yeah, that's good. And this is right after he, you know, all the prophets of Baal were just basically demolished mm-hmm. and the fire came from heaven and here he is mm-hmm. fearing Jezebel mm-hmm. when his God just showed himself how mighty he is. So you can see that there is yes. brokenness. There was brokenness already there mm-hmm. and in the fear of his own life it revealed itself. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So then also with our spirits can also be wounded when there's any sort of defilement. Sometimes, mm-hmm. you guys, that's our own sin. If we're not doing a good job of keeping our hearts pure of like, God, search me, see if there's any offensive way in me, then that sin can just kind of, that unrepentant sin can stock up inside of us, if you will. Yeah. And it can bring defilement to where, man, I feel like I'm not receiving anything from the Lord or I can't hear from him or right. I'm reading scripture and I'm drawing a blank. It could be that your spirit is defiled because of a lack of repenting Yeah, sin. you know, and I, I have a great example of there was a um, someone that I was doing a session with and they grew up in a fine Christian home and they, you know, it's talking to them. You could even see the joy within them, right? So their parents, from his perspective, did everything right. He, he received the love that he desired, you know, um, but there was this one time where he experienced a defilement. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he grew up in another country, came to the U.S. and um, saw promiscuity basically Mm. tabloid on magazines that he had never seen before Mm. and there was the entered defilement and so immediately his spirit became defiled Mm -hmm. and then that birthed out a sin that he was really struggling with of like Mm. looking at looking at porn and like couldn't understand how to overcome this Mm. because he's like my relationship with the lord is so strong Mm -hmm. but i can't overcome this Mm -hmm. and just did not have understanding as to why I keep repenting and I truly, truly don't want to do this anymore, but I keep falling back. And I'm like, you have a defiled spirit. Mm-hmm. Let's deal with this right now. Because mm-hmm. that young boy seeing that magazine, even though it wasn't his intention and no one actually showed it to him, mm-hmm. he just happened to be in a store and it was displayed right there and he saw it for the first time and it immediately defiled him. And so like, I encourage all of you out there that it's not just sin of yours mm. initially mm-hmm. like you could have been a young child so we empathize mm-hmm. right we're we're not here to condemn or yeah. to shame 
but at some point you do make a decision to enter into that sin mm. and even though you may be sitting here saying i hate my sin and i don't want it but i can't overcome this that is a perfect place to be because where God wants you to be is to be completely humble mm -hmm. and to release it all and to submit to his will. And now you have understanding I've been defiled here. So that gives you more fight, if you will, and understanding of how to pray into that and yeah. ask the Holy Spirit to come and just cleanse you of that defilement. Yeah. And that's the power that's in the blood, right? Yeah. It says, um, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you. But not only that, cleanse you from the defilement and the shame. Mm -hmm. And so he wants to cleanse you from the defilement 100%. Obviously, you know, with sexual abuse or sex outside of marriage, there can be a defiled spirit there as yeah. well. And for that, there needs to be repentance, um, maybe even walking through forgiveness as well and the breaking of soul ties, which we'll get into in another episode. Yeah. But that's that's a defiled spirit. Yeah. And then we have, what, broken and crushed spirit. Mm -hmm. And that usually is caused by trauma, mm -hmm. which we'll talk more about accident, shock, and trauma in a future episode. Mm -hmm. um, but do you have an example of, like, what that looks like, Katie? Like, somebody that just is like, comes in mm -hmm. just completely broken mm -hmm. or crushed because of something that they endured. Yeah. Usually you can tell on someone's face. Yeah. Or the by the eyes body. are the window of the soul, right? Mm -hmm. So you can just see it. Yeah. Yes, their facial expressions, their their shoulders are stooped. Like they look like they have been crushed or broken. And honestly, words crush yeah. people, right? Your, yeah. your words have power. And so that can be the root of some of it is words have come in. They feel crushed or broken in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, but definitely looking at their body language and paying attention to their words too, like how they're speaking. I think too, with broken and crushed spirit, there's a lot of condemnation yeah. and there can be a lot of shame. Um, so just reminding them, I, I like to ask people, have you asked the Lord to forgive you for that? Because that's an important question to ask. You don't yeah. want to tell them, you're forgiven, if they haven't actually asked the Lord to forgive them yet, right? Yeah. But if they say, yeah, I have, okay, you need to ask the Lord to cleanse you of this shame. You need to bind that condemnation. You need to tell the enemy to go, like point to the cross. It's yeah. finished. Like it's over and it's done. I'm not going to be brushed or brushed <laughs> broken or crushed over my past sins yeah so i think even your past sins can can break you and can crush you and even and even looking back on your childhood too because what's coming to my mind right now is you see these like artistic pictures on social media right of like it's trying to bring awareness to how our words can speak life and death which i love it and it's beautiful but it's like how often do we actually sit and think about mm -hmm. what this picture is portraying but there's one particular one that i've been seeing a lot and it's this parent it's this mother yelling at the child the child's probably like two or three years old and it's all these like negative words and identities mm -hmm. being placed on the child and the child yes. is just completely in fetal position and oh. that to me is what a broken and crushed spirit yes. looks like and if that happened to you as a child you may have actually taken on a lot of those identities yeah. and you may be walking and thinking these things about yourself. Mm -hmm. And that's not who you are. That is not what God has called you to be right. or called you into. And so even understanding that if you're struggling with depression, 
there's a good chance you're walking in these identities, these words that have been spoken to you, even as a young child. Mm-hmm. And and I don't say this to like shame parents, but parents are human too. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes in their anger they say things like I'm guilty of it, mm-hmm. and I will I will immediately feel condemned and shame tries to come upon me and I am like running to my children and asking for forgiveness and then Lord cleanse their minds of any of the death that I just spoke out you know um so even walking through forgiveness with your parents if your parents were known to be abrasive and just really really cruel with their words when you were young Mm because that could have created a broken and crushed spirit within Mm -hmm. you as well yeah and the amazing thing is is that Jesus came to heal the brokenhearted yeah. and to bind up their wounds. So there's nothing that's impossible with him, even when I think sometimes us knowing the things we know about inner healing, yeah. oh, the enemy likes to take it and twist it yeah. and then cause condemnation. Oh, you're crushing their spirit. Yeah. But he's greater. Like, right. My role is to not be a perfect person parent no and if we were what would that indicate <laughs> right and also what that you they... don't need jesus yeah. because mommy's perfect that yes. i don't want them to ever yeah. think that so yeah so that's really good and then we've got the imprisoned spirit mm-hmm. in um i kind of gave my testimony in the other one um the foundations episode and it was basically imprisoned spirit can look like like putting up bars mm-hmm. and you're hiding. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because in that testimony, as I was talking about this reoccurring dream that I was having, and then it was like 15 years later, God reveals what that is mm-hmm. through a very traumatic um, situation that I had just gone through. But basically it was revealing that I was suppressing my deep and raw emotion. Like I was still feeling emotions. Mm-hmm. Like, I was still crying. I would still be happy and joyful. But I wouldn't express it to, like, the depths of what I was actually experiencing. So that was an imprisoned spirit. I was imprisoning Mm -hmm. my spirit and not allowing it to flow freely Mm -hmm. the way that God had created me to be. Exactly. And that's what an imprisoned spirit will do, right? It puts those bars up because that's that's its form of safety. Yeah. When I'm a child, something happens. Maybe you're raised with strict parents or maybe you actually grew up in a legalistic environment. And so those bars come up because it's not a safe place for me to be me anymore. Yeah. And I can't show my real self in front of people. And actually, being imprisoned um, pushes down your creativity. Yeah. It doesn't allow your creativity to flow any longer. And so when you choose, hey, I'm going to take down those bars because I know that God is safe. He is my protector. Mm. Then that creativity is free to flow through you and also to bless others. And what I've noticed too, like there's kind of a a pattern that I'm seeing with those that have experienced imprisoned spirits is anger. Mm. Anger is really an issue here because there is a real mourning that's taking place of like I'm unable to be myself I'm unable to allow people to see me the way that I want them to know me Mm -hmm. and so that can create anger so like I don't know if that's you I don't know if you Mm -hmm. may find yourself like really struggling with anger like you could be completely fine and then one little thing happens and the next thing you know you are having an outburst Mm -hmm. um ask the Lord where that's coming from Lord, do I have an imprisoned spirit? Am I hiding? Am I suppressing who I truly am and why? Why am I doing this? He'll reveal it all to you because he wants to. He's a good father like that. Mm -hmm. He wants to redeem you of it. So, Katie, we just talked about all these different types of spirits and how they can be broken and defiled, right? So, how do these... 
I guess, defective spirits of ours, Mm -hmm. how can they affect our walk with the Lord? Mm -hmm. Like, how does that, why does it matter? I guess that's my my question. Why does this matter? Yeah. I mean, he desires that we walk in the freedom of Christ. It says where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yeah. Right? We're not going to walk in freedom if we don't receive healing in our spirits. Because the whole thing, and why I referred them back to the episode before, Holy Spirit comes and wants to speak into our human spirit. And in order for our human spirit to receive it, we have to have those bars down. We have to be cleansed of the defilement or what's going to happen. Holy Spirit, let me give you an example. Someone who has a defiled spirit, okay? Holy Spirit comes to convict them. They hear it out of condemnation. Mm. So then they either don't tell the soul how to come into alignment right with what holy spirit is telling them to do or when they do it's out of legalism Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying so you're not truly walking in the freedom of christ you're really being led by condemnation and shame yeah so that's why it matters i mean who wants to you're not supposed to be walking around with chains and and bondage and freedom walking in freedom in christ that's a blessing Mm -hmm. so ultimately we're unable to receive the blessings that the lord has for us when we are staying in this brokenness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that can even go into generational curses too. Yeah. Because if we're walking in that way, yeah, it's going to be handed down to our generations. Think about your children watching you. Yeah. They watch our every move, right? Mm-hmm. So the fact where sometimes our oldest, Sayla, is like copying me with her baby dolls and I'm like, oh, okay, is that how it sounds? <laughs> so another reason why you, you invite your children into your healing you know, there's wisdom in like guarding them from maybe the fullness of it and right. at certain ages. But it's like, man, mommy's really struggling today and I am praying and I am seeking the Lord to come and heal me because I feel really broken. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they need to see that. And that that too, I want to encourage those that may be kind of like shying against that idea. That really builds intimacy with your children. Because they can trust you to be real with them. Because kids know if you're being real or not. And when you are really struggling, you're taking that focus off of them and putting it on yourself. Of like, look at, it's not you. Mm-hmm. Mommy's really struggling today mm-hmm. and I need Jesus. Mm-hmm. And ultimately what you're doing is you're teaching them mm-hmm. how to go to Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like the other day, Lonnie just made my heart burst open wide because she said that she really missed Kenyon. And she and it was completely out of left field. We were just, I think we were just, we were just in Missouri. We were just like hanging out on the couch. And all of a sudden it was just like tears. And she was just hysterically crying. And, she's, and she told me that she had been going to Jesus and asking him to help her heal. Because she missed him so much. That she didn't understand why he got to go to heaven so soon. Mm. And I'm just like, how does my child know to do that? Mm-hmm. Because she watches her mom and her dad do that. Yeah, yeah. You know? And that just builds that intimacy, you know? Yeah, and for those of you who are not parents yet, when you're discipling someone, that's also important. I read in a book one time when I was talking about spiritual moms and dads, it's like you should be vulnerable with the person you're walking alongside. They need to see that their struggle, no matter... See, this is the issue. We think we get to a certain level and we're all good. Like, yeah. I have people that yeah. I'm walking alongside and I share with them a little bit. And they're like, 
oh my gosh, you're a real person. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I am. I still have struggles and I still need Jesus desperately. Yes, yes. yes. So that's good for even you to know, you know, anybody in leadership, all the way up to elders. Like, it's good to be vulnerable so that people understand, like, you know, we're going to struggle. We have hope. We have hope, yeah. right? Yeah. But it doesn't matter what quote unquote level you're at. There's still a right. struggle. There's there's really not a final destination when it comes to inner healing. It's mm-hmm. an ongoing process yes. till the day we are called home. Amen. And we no longer have suffering. Yeah. Um, and I think that's so important to know. So important because we can sometimes actually put people on pedestals and it turns into idolatry. Mm-hmm. And we start idolizing those that we think have it all together. And that's a slippery slope because mm-hmm. I get, guarantee you they do not have it all together. And then the moment they fall... It can crush you, and it can break you. It can also bring hopelessness within you because you are putting your hope in a man instead of in Jesus, the only one we should be putting our hope in. So having that understanding that we're all human, Mm -hmm. we all have brokenness, no matter what it is that they are allowing us to see within their life, Mm -hmm. I think it's so important, like you said, is like even when you're mentoring because – what I see sometimes is like people kind of get prideful mm-hmm. and they think because I'm mentoring somebody, they can't know that I'm struggling with something because then they won't trust me to mentor them. And it's like, honestly, that intimacy is going to grow mm-hmm. because they're like, wow, you're struggling and I can pour into you. Mm-hmm. Like, and that just, that it's just such a lie of the enemy mm-hmm. to it make is. you think that mm-hmm. you can't share mm-hmm. with those that you may be mentoring yeah. or your children, the ones yeah. that you are raising. Mm-hmm. It's so important that we do share. Amen. Amen. Yeah. So it's really important, right, out of everything that we talked about, is to find the root here. Mm. What What is going on, Lord? What is going on with my spirit? Something doesn't feel right. Ask him for a memory. He'll bring it to you. If there is a, a time and a place that something that something happened mm-hmm. where that root was birthed, mm-hmm. he'll bring it to your mind. Mm-hmm. And then you pray into it. Mm-hmm. And that looks like repenting of whatever it is that the Holy Spirit convicts you of mm-hmm. and forgiving anyone that he brings to the forefront of your mind. Somebody may have sinned against you. Somebody may have spoken words to you. Whether they meant it or not, it was still spoken out and you may have received it. So even repenting of receiving, okay, even if you didn't know Jesus Mm -hmm. then, Mm -hmm. you know him now and you were still walking in that. And then always understanding and have the knowledge that God is sovereign and he knows what's coming. Mm -hmm. And to just put your trust and faith in him, you're, you're, your healing journey, like we said, there's no destination. So it's a process. Just submit to the process and allow God to do what he can do, what only he can do, and what he wants to do. All right, we're going to pray for you guys as we close. Thank you, Lord, for this episode. Thank you, Father, that we have hope. Even though these things come up, Lord, and it seems like, oh, my goodness, is it ever going to stop? There's hope. Father, when you reveal, you want to heal. And so we do. We surrender the timeline to you, Lord. We thank you, God, that you never give up on us and that you delight in coming and healing those broken places, restoring our crushed spirits, breaking the bars down, freeing our, our spirits to really walk in the freedom of Christ and cleansing us from the stain of sin. We thank you, Lord, for the power of your blood. We pray, Lord, as people seek you on the topic that we just spoke about, that there would be deep, deep healing and revelation, Lord. Give them dreams and visions. 
words, highlight scriptures to them, Father. We thank you that the best tool that they could have is your Holy Spirit. You are the inner healer. And I pray, Lord, that they would go to you above all that, above all else. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. amen.